Don't change the dial, folks. This is the McAvoy Super Value GA We Are Calvin Football Podcast. David Riley shows his strength here. Beats Johnny McBride. Looks around. Jason Riley lifts it onto the keeper. There was music And I was sitting with the Cavan supporters last night and it was just a total delight. I cannot tell you, you know, they're brilliant. To license it. I suppose after the five goals last week, it was only naturally we were probably going to go a wee bit defensive and maybe we were probably sitting back too much on, on the back of that and Carlo probably dropped back and closed up a lot of avenues in the first half. On today's show, we're going to be looking ahead to Cavan's round 3A qualifier against Derry. And we're going to be discussing the, the big news within the county that Danny Brady has stepped down as Cavan minor manager. Where do Cavan go from here in their appointment? Um, in studio, I'm joined though by Paul Fitzpatrick from the Anglo-Celt newspaper. Paul, looking ahead to Derry, I suppose this year hasn't been good to us when we've played Derry, but... They've been miserable conditions, McKenna Cup games. I suppose it's it's a long time back when you think of the one point defeat in the league. Yeah, it is. Uh, I, I'm wondering, Damien, do the do the bookies know something we don't know? Because as soon as the draw was made on Monday morning, I I went on Paddy Power and checked out the odds, and I was amazed. I was absolutely amazed to see Derry ninety four, Cavan forty nine. I couldn't I couldn't believe it. Yeah. That, considering they've beaten us twice this year at that venue, they're coming off two two good wins in the qualifiers and. In the second half, they say the qualifiers is all about momentum, and the last half, half hour of football was the best half hour they played all year by all accounts, and that's according to Cahir O'Kane, Irish news journalist and Derry man who covers a lot of their games, and he says that they played really well in the second half. They were seven points down, they won the second half by ten points against me. Then I don't think me there are as bad a side as their as their record maybe suggests. So. Which, which which half of them do you think is as bad, <laughs> is as bad a side? They, they seem to be able to rack up massive scores in one half, whether they're trailing miserably at half-time or leading by a cricket score at half-time. Mead can't seem to hold it for two halves. Yeah, I don't know what, what that... That's obviously a mental thing with, with Mead. That's one for another podcast. But I do think that, that uh, over a half an hour football or 35 minutes, Mead are a damn good team. But um, looking at Derry... You know, I looked at the at the stats this week, and in our last nineteen championship matches against Derry, we've beaten them four times. And there's been three or four draws in there, but generally they win the replay. You know, so coming in coming into our last championship game with them uh, three years ago, it was we had beaten them three times in eighteen. So that that says it all. Like and, that's good. And that's one good. of those times, of course, was in ninety seven in the Ulster final. Yeah, ninety seven. It, it's it's funny too, though. People, people will look back and they'll remember the, the victories, not the defeats. It's, We're it's definitely the supporters. It's amazing, but like we won it in '97 with a little bit of luck, but we won it by one point in a high-scoring game. We won an extra time. We didn't even beat them yeah. in normal time three years ago. We just scraped through it. And in the meantime, between '97 and 2013, they gave us a few hockeyans. Like they, they That's trashed right. us in '99 and, and 2000, and um, beat us in the qualifiers. Then another year by about five points. That could be 2001. Um, beat us again an extra time by 10 points in, under Emma Coleman around 2004 I think that was um, 
if, I think at full time it was something like two nine to fifteen points, and at, at the end of it, it was twenty five points they got twenty nine oh. twenty five points to two nine. So it was funny. It went extra time, but it was still a hammer. But Kevin had a lot of injuries as the game went on. But they they do seem to have the upper hand on us. And the only thing I can see that the bookies based their odds on was was Derry's qualifier record is not good in, in, of late. I think they've won they've only won um, six of thirteen. They've only won five of thir- of thirteen matches in the qualifiers. Um, going back to two thousand and eight, I think I'm right in saying they had a good run in two thousand and seven. Got to a quarter final and lost a close game to Dublin. But since two thousand and eight, they've only won five of thirteen. Now we've only won six of thirteen. But in fairness, our team was in transition. We spent most of that time in Division yeah. Three. They spent all that time in Division One and Two. So I look back to see what their what their finishes were in Division One and Two. Going back to t- two thousand and eight, and when you take an average of the whole thing, it fin- it averages out at sixth in Division One over the whole period. Wow. They topped Division One twice and were second another time in regulation in the league. They were fifth, seventh. The worst they finished was this year, where they finished sixth in Division Two. I think that was the worst out of that, that last eight, seven or eight years. It's so like they've been consistently a very good team, but they, that they've had a lot of close defeats in those championship. Ran into a good Donegal team and uh, ran them close a few times. Yeah. Lost another game by a point or two to Down in a high-scoring game, and they avenged that one in the qualifiers. But they just haven't been able to grasp the qualifiers. Whether it goes back to the famous. Um, you were talking about to Niall McCoy earlier on I heard you when you were recording that piece Club V County Club V County in Derry that's the big thing everyone talks about and the funny thing with Derry is their whole power base in football it would be like if if, um, if all the senior clubs in Cavan were Garner, Mullerhorn Bally McHugh Crushula Ballina in that little corner they've, they've got like 10 or 11 senior clubs in one little corner of South Derry and it's it's unbelievably competitive up there, and it, it, they're outstanding clubs because they don't get anything from Derry City or, or or above because it's all soccer up there. But um, Derry are in, uh, definitely are an enigma. But I'd be worried about them coming out, coming off the back of the way they reacted. Like a team with a bad qualifier record, seven points down at half time against me, they could have been forgiven for just throwing in the towel. But they haven't given up the ghost in their season. And it sounds like to have a panel of players that that. <sighs> For the most part, anyway, or for more than maybe traditionally, Derry have had that really do want to play, and and that uh, Damien Barton can can really motivate them. Because um, I read, I think it was in the Irish News, how one of the players said at halftime he he ran the riot act on us, basically told us to go out and start to play bloody football and go at them, and you know. It, it wasn't a system that let them down it was their attitude within the system and their attitude seemed to be a whole lot better in the second half so for Cavan to, to beat Derry this weekend they're going to have to start well and put doubts into the Derry minds yeah they are you're right and have to we have to make home advantage count you know home advantage is a huge thing in the qualifiers especially mm. and it, it, that would have skewed the odds Cavan's way as well but look, look at through that Derry team that played last week like Mark Lynch came up trumps in the second half. He finished with six points, two frees. Like he's a very consistent forward and um, mentally very strong. Comes up trumps. Like I remember he had he nailed whatever came his way in that qualifier game three years ago as well. You James Keith is their top scorer. He got four points. Sweet left peg. Like they they, they seem to produce this same type of player. Huge big mm. fellas with a huge boot on them. Chris Bradley's another one. Niall Holly, huge big rangy man in the middle of the field. And Chrissy McKay, a full back as well. He came up and got a point as well. So like they're a big strong physical team. The fact that we're we've lost David Givney, um Liam Buchanan, you know, don't know whether he's gonna start or not. Michael Argue has lost his place. So we're not nearly as big a team as we were in the middle of the league. 
Yeah. You know, there was an awful lot said about Cavan being a huge team back then, but we've lost our three biggest players now, yeah, more than yeah. likely. So we're, it brings us back down that Derry might be a bigger team than Cavan um, come tomorrow afternoon. Yeah, it'll be, it'll be very interesting to watch. Club V is Cavan's best over 21s entertainment venue. With state-of-the-art lighting and sound system, VIP room with bar, as well as a cocktail bar, outdoor heated and fully seated smoking area, so you can sit, relax and take time to catch up with friends. Club V opens every Saturday night and holiday Sunday at 11pm. To find out more about Club V and our upcoming events, follow us on Twitter or become a fan on Facebook. Club V Virginia at the Riverfront Hotel. Derry won't miss freeze, but Cavan's foul count, or or maybe as Kean Mackey said to me in the post-match interview uh, in Tyrone, maybe Cavan's forwards not going down as easily as other forwards are costing Cavan freeze. That that maybe they need to start rather than trying to break the challenge if they feel contact go down. Maybe so, yeah. I, I don't think it's that we're not getting a lot of frees. I don't think there's these, there a few things that we're not getting, but I think maybe we're getting punished a little bit at the other end, probably a little bit too easily. It's probably a combination of, I do think that we've had, we haven't had the rub of the green from our frees, and the stats bear that out. And But there has been a little bit of reckless tackling going on there as well. Like, you know, Darmy Feet, he came in with a couple of sloppy tackles last week, Killian Brady, mm. um, Mossy Core as well. So they need to, they need to cut that out. Like, it, they're very robust. They're, they're physical, they're getting stuck in, they're putting their body on the line, but you need to be They're, you they're, they're playing on the line and falling over it sometimes, and exactly. that's, that's, that's the problem. They that's need, the right analogy, yeah. They, they need to be a little bit cuter. Yeah, definitely, definitely do. Uh, Conor Mina had a, had a good quote in one of the papers. It's uh, it's job done, not well done against Carlo. I suppose it, it really does sum it up, actually. It was a great quote. Yeah, it was. Uh, you know, I was a little bit downbeat after the Carlo game, but what changed my opinion on it was the Longford Monaghan result, because it really hammered home again. That six-day turnaround is a huge thing. It's worth four or five points to a team, and mm. we've seen that time and again. Especially if you, if you if you can if the underdog can get off to a good start in in these in these games. So like Carlo got off to it. Cavan got got a goal at one one up, but Carlo steadied and yeah. were well in the game after twenty five minutes, half an hour, and Longford got off to a good start as well. Monaghan came back, but Longford had that little leg up and. Um, they they were the fresher team then to kick on. It's it's worth a lot. Like so, you know, if you t- say that's worth three or four points, I know Carlo are no world beaters. No one's saying they are, but as we said, they're probably a little bit better than you would you would think. Well, they were well organised, I have to say, and they had a, a brilliant free taker in St Ledger. You know, who punished every opportunity that was taken. You know, a, a scorable free. So it was Carlo were a lot better than I thought they'd be. And the the biggest point for me is simply. Cavan won a game without playing well and I don't know when I've seen that happen before you know it, it genuinely Cavan if we don't play well over the last number of years we're, we're beaten and that's it but it, it's it's a nice change to see that we can win a game without playing well yeah that's a very good point actually yeah, and it shows that they've that they've kept with the programme and they're not just I, I, I always thought that physically they'd have too much for Carlo they're athletically Cavan would have been too too mm. much for them. You're talking about Division One, be Division Four at the same time, but attitude is so important, like in, in the qualifiers. And they stuck they stuck at it, like they they um, probably tried to force it a bit and put them to bed early. But and when that wasn't happening, they stuck at their at their job and they got it done. So look, it's it's a positive. Any win in the qualifiers is a positive because it's not good football. 
and uh, I just I think it's a tr- it's a tricky draw. It's if we win, it was the best draw we could have got because we we have a big scalp or a, war, a decent scalp, and we're we're going in now. And we know where we're at. Whereas it w- we still would have been kind of treading water if we had beaten a lower ranked team. Sligo. Yeah, you wouldn't really know who you were. Now you'll know. Like I said, Jesus, we're after beating now a good solid um, top twelve, top thirteen team. Yeah. Um, if we lose, obviously. We, we we might look back and go, Jesus! If we had another game against Sligo Clare to, to to pick things up another wee bit, but it's a huge game. Like it's an abs- it's an absolutely massive game. Especially it's a huge game for Terry Highland and his management team. It's a huge game for this bunch of players because every year counts. And someone made the point to me the other day. You take Garoge McKernan, who is our, is our best player. He's at the halfway point of his career now. Like people think of Cavan as a young team, and you're so used to. See, it doesn't seem like that long ago when we were watching Garoge play on the twenty one. Half his career is gone. And mm. he's reached a point now where he's he's recognised as one of the top players. But um, every year counts. Every match counts for, for these fellas now because they're not getting any younger. Yeah, definitely. And it's, it's going to be a big game. Brady's Arva Limited, main dealers for Volkswagen cars and commercial vehicles, have been serving the needs of the motoring community in Cavan, Longford, Leitrim, Monaghan, Mead and the surrounding counties for over 50 years. A family-owned and family-run business, Brady's are famous for their long association with the GAA. If you're looking for a new or used car or commercial vehicle, check out Brady's Arva Limited. They provide an unrivaled sales and after-sales service and are open six days a week. Brady's Arva Limited. Get on the winning team today. See www.bradysarva.ie for more details. Cavan will take on Derry in round 3A of the qualifiers. As it comes to air, we don't have the team. The only rumours we're hearing is that the team is going to be the same as per programme with one addition to the panel. I think James McEnroe is back in fit. Martin Riley appears to be fit as well. Um, this, these are, as we say, rumours coming uh, I out. spoke to Terry Hyland a couple of days ago and he reckoned Martin, there's a good chance Martin would be fit, that he reckoned, that Martin himself reckoned he'd make it. Um, he dislocated his little finger and he had to get stitches so he obviously tore it in between his little finger and his, his next finger so um, it, it was nasty at the time but I think it would would have healed up pretty well with a bit of padding or bandaging he, he probably would be fit to take his place Yeah, he should be So throw-in is at a half three in Kingsman Breffney Park this coming Saturday that's tomorrow Call it, Paul who's going to win it? It's it's a very hard one to call. You know, my, I have a lot of splinters in my arse this stage <laughs> from these podcasts, but uh, I probably get off the fence on this one. I'm worried about it. Like to be honest with you, I'd have to say I'm worried about it. I I, I couldn't honestly give a, a confident call for Cavan. Like they'll have to do something that they, they'll have to show a bit more than they've shown in the in the championship today. I think they peaked t- towards the middle or latter end of the league. I mean, the Armagh game, the league, the Fermanagh game, the, the Leash game, a tiny, there was a bit of a dip for the Leash game, but they, they still played pretty well. Um, and the Galway game, they played well in patches. And even at Crow Park, in hindsight, we even though we were disappointed after that, in hindsight, they didn't do too bad. It was probably their best performance against yeah. their own. I think they've it dipped. Like The first half against Armagh, they played well. They still conceded 14 points. Should have been 115, and we know that Armagh missed the penalty on a 14-yard free. Um, and I didn't think they played well since. So the performance has dipped. Cavan, if they can rediscover their best form, will win it. But to be honest, and and letting the head rule the heart here, I I think that that's a big if. So I I think coming off the back of two wins, I'd give Derry a vote to go through by a point or two. 
Very good. Very interesting. All right. I, I, I'm I, like you. I, I definitely think the bookmakers have this one way wrong. I don't think it's a, a 49.94 uh, sort of a bet at all. I think it's going to be very, very close. I just have a feeling that, and again, we say this all the time, it, it's so important for Cavan to win this game. It, it, play, playing a Clare or a Sligo wouldn't have been as important. And even if you'd lost it, well, maybe it would have been worse, but this is it. This this is simply it. This is where this Cavan team either says, right, we're, we're stamping our authority that we are a top eight team. We are up with the, the best. We didn't perform to our potential yet, but we can bring it back when needs be. And I do believe that there's enough in this Cavan team to do that. I think, I think that if they can, just as you say, rediscover that form, I think we could win it by four or five points. If we don't rediscover that form and Derry come out and attack us wholeheartedly the way they did against Mead, Mead could win it. Or sorry, Derry could win it and and could win it comfortably too, because then all of a sudden Cavan have to go and chase the game, it could become a shootout. But I maybe my heart is ruling my head here, but I, I do think we'll win by maybe I think three points will 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 see us over the line i think we'll i think we'll get there i hope you're right i hope you're right while we're on the subject of the of the odds um i think we should definitely highlight two two i think there's two anomalies in the betting this weekend you've got you've got sligo at home at a big price i don't have the price to hand but i think sligo plus two is something like uh or sorry sligo plus one is about 11 to 10 and donegal plus two is five to six on sunday and i think i think that's um that's two bets definitely worth looking at sligo with the handicap, Donegal with the handicap, and there maybe Terry with the handicap. If you want to be really unpatriotic, but no, I wouldn't back Terry. But um, I, yeah. I think there's money to be made on that for any for any gamblers out there. Yeah, indeed. So as you say, get into Kingsman Breffney Park Saturday afternoon, half three. Support the boys in blue. Hopefully, going on to the round four of the qualifiers, the the, the last twelve, where they'd be facing a provincial loser from either Connacht or Munster, which is Tipperary. So. Imagine your wedding day with unparalleled service, commanding views and mature grounds on one of Ireland's most beautiful family-run countryside estates. Located on our private shores of Loch Sheelan, Quilver House Hotel in Cavan offers you a personal service with exceptional attention to detail to ensure your memories last a lifetime. All-inclusive winter wedding packages available for 2017. To find out more, visit our wedding open day, Sunday, July 24th from 2 to 6pm. See CroverHouseHotel.com for more. Uh, moving on to the uh, media matters, I suppose. Danny Brady, he was installed on a three-year term, but he's he's opted to uh, step aside after two um, as county minor manager. I suppose looking back on 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 his career, then as as county minor manager, it's uh, his first year reaching an Ulster final and the All Ireland quarter final. You'd you'd have to deem that as a success. Uh, second year, not so much. Yeah, it was first year was really excellent. Like, and they had a good few lads carried over to this year. But you know, like, Danny's Danny is a great football man. Like, and he's contributed so much to to club football as a player and as a manager at underage level. Like, he's from a strong football and family. he, yeah. lo- he likes to play football, attractive at, attacking football. Like, and Danny Brady has a huge role to play for Cavan in the future. Um. I think last year uh, went went very well for him. This year it didn't. But th- what's going to define his era is this bit of conflict with with the St Pat's McCrory team and the county minors. It definitely affected the preparations of of the 
last year really affected them. Even though they had a better year last year, there was conflict <laughs> all the time, and it seemed to, it seemed to feed into this. Ne- there was a little bit of negativity but around could, it all the time. And, and again, I, I'm going to say I'm going to take the reverse on this. Does last year show that I I don't think there was as much conflict as previous years with Simpats and and the minor management. Simpats done well last year. The minor team done well last year. Simpats didn't do as well this year. The minor team didn't do as well this year. So, is there? Does it not show more of a link between when the senior teams, senior schools teams in Cavan are doing well, your county minors are doing well? Yeah, well, yeah, but you could argue that it just shows that that you've got that talented bunch. It was a better bunch probably last year. In hindsight, you had you had big, strong men like yeah. David Brady, which you didn't have this year. This year was a small team. True, but and this year's team could have won a McCrory. You know they weren't far off. They lost it by a point, an extra time in a quarter final, and an absolute war over in Cardiff. Um, look, at, I I just think that um, it there was a bit of negativity around the whole thing, and it, it, probably he didn't he didn't get to do himself justice this year in terms of of you can't serve two masters if you really want to get every last drop out of your minors. You need your minors, and you can't do it because. Um, that's just the way it is. It's, it clashes, and when the under seventeen comes in, that hopefully be resolved. But I, I'd say everyone at Cavan will thank Danny for his efforts and Larry Riley and Andy McGovern. Yeah. Like they definitely put their heart and soul into it, and hopefully they're not lost to Cavan. Yeah, well, that's it. Very true. I suppose then, then looking forward, Cavan now are on the hunt for a minor manager. I seen the email going out to the clubs asking for nominations for a minor manager are they looking for somebody for just one year or is this going to be somebody who takes the under 17s afterwards it's 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 not just a minor manager i'd i'd imagine they're looking for i yeah i don't know that i don't know have to have to consider that you'd you'd like to think that they have uh weighed all, weighed all that up i'm sure they have so um yeah, it's going to be interesting. Like, there's a lot of probably be a lot of strong candidates around the county. Like, the first name is going to come to mind. It would be John Brady because he's over the under 16s, and that was the path that Danny Brady went through as well. He won the Jerry Riley tournament quite convincingly against a, a looked like a good enough Dublin team. Yeah, and he'd be very very familiar with the young footballers of that age, and he had a good record with Bally Hayes there, winning intermediate after yeah. 40 odd years as well. So, um, you'd imagine John would be in the running. There's going to be lots of other fellas from around the county who's going to, who are going to be in the running. Yeah, fellas with good football pedigree as well. It'll all become clear in the next week, but yeah, it's going to be interesting. Like we do need to get a bit of success at that level again, as we talked about it on the previous podcast. That the, the well is starting to go a wee bit dry. Like you do need to get a, get a win or get in, start getting into Ulster finals consistently, or even win an Ulster championship, even every two or three years. Yeah, just to keep the thing ticking over because you know it takes two or three waves, three waves probably to bring a senior team as you talked about rightly before on the podcast from where we're coming from Tyrone just needed the one boost because they had, they had kept on enough fellas of a high enough standard whereas we came from the, from the gutter if you're in, from, coming from the gutter and you're in for the stars you, it needs a lot to lift you up the, that ladder yeah yeah, definitely a few a few more injections of quality needed to, to push Cavan on to that to that very very top level um, it's it's looking ahead you'll have to say the, the under 17 Thing it should help to solve that college issue. On their eighteen and a half is your senior team in St Pat's or Virginia or, or in fact from next year on all of the schools, both vocational and colleges within Cavan are playing under the one football umbrella. So on their eighteen and a half, a year and a half gap there, there'll be very few players you'd imagine that will be county under seventeen and 
senior colleges. So yeah. maybe there's an opportunity here for, for Calvin coach and development to really say, okay, we'll take the under 18s and a half in your schools and we're going to make you know, them academies essentially where we've got seven, eight academies around the county where the best are getting the best coaching and they're getting ready to go in then straight into that under twenties competition, which is another year and a half. It's 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 a great opportunity if the Calvin development can 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 grab it. Absolutely. What you're hearing is that there's a pull away from the schools with the coaches, which is what I've been hearing over the last while and I, I don't know if that's the smartest policy, because when they put the coaches into the Sympaths, for example, you saw a massive upswing in fortunes, yeah. and Sympaths' fortunes are inextricably linked to, to Cavan's fortunes, going back to the to the ancient past, the 40s, 50s, 60s. When Sympaths do well, Cavan do well, and you know, you'd hope that, that, that that's the people making decisions are cognizant, cognizant of that, and that they make their decisions accordingly, because, you know, look at Virginia, like, huge, huge population base, Couple of couple of very strong clubs feeding into it. Great sporting facilities. They're mad for sport in Virginia College. A very strong sporting school. Tap into that. They could exactly. be the, they could be the next best brook. They come from nowhere and challenge for a Hogan Cup or a McCrory Cup. Why not? Why yeah. not? Like there's enough talent up there. Like so. And look at West Cavan. Like they have to win a three on the fourteen titles out of four in West Cavan. There's there's um, you got the likes of Baltorban and, and Bombay schools there as well. You know, there's lots of talent around the county. It just needs to be harnessed. Yeah, it definitely does. Actually, yeah, I want to say a huge congratulations, and and it is great to see the the West rising. Darren O'Creeve winning Division Two uh, on the fourteen, Templeport winning Division Three on the fourteen, and Kildallan winning Division Four on the fourteen. So the, the the work has been done. I was at two of those underage finals, and the work has really been done down in West Cavan. I suppose maybe when they see Grode McKiernan an inspiration leading Calvin and him being from down in Swanland Bar maybe it's it's lifting the whole lot and then you've obviously a lot of the Templeport lads playing county minors on the 21s as well so it's they have got role models and paths to follow to get up to those levels yeah Calvin needs West Calvin Calvin need everything they can get we we need we need to tap into to what's what's down there the problem in West Calvin is holding on to their players like and we say in the Shannon Gales produce as many uh Top young Cavan underage footballers as any county in the last few years, but too many of them are gone. Like your PP O'Hara is gone, yeah. um, uh, what you call Nevin O'Donnell is gone. gone. He's back now. I think Niall Walsh was gone, left the club for a while. These are all starters on good Cavan underage teams. Like Jason McLaughlin obviously stayed on. You had Aaron O'Hara there. I think Aaron is still there as well. But like they were decimated. That's just one example. There's lots of examples of. There's a lot of good young footballers from from West Cavan that aren't in West Cavan now, which is a pity. But You'd hope that that situation will change. That's out of their hands. But yeah. all they can do is keep keep the shoulders of the wheel, and they're doing that. You have to you have to admire them for it. Yeah, without a doubt. So, on that note, we'll uh, wrap up this week's McAvoy Super Value GA podcast. I want to thank Paul Fitzpatrick, sports editor with the Anglo Celt. Best of luck to Calvin on Saturday afternoon. Tune into Northern Sound for full live commentary with myself and Mickey Brennan. And uh, fingers crossed, we'll be in the draw on Monday morning on. I think it's RTE Radio. Check out We Are Calvin football podcast in association with McAvoy's Super Value, Virginia. Real food, real people. Try Super Value's own range in store today. Quality products at one third the price of branded labels. 
McAvoy Super Value Virginia. Supporting local. Romar Energy offer the best energy solutions for your home and business. We offer A-rated condensing boilers for gas and oil, solar thermal water heating systems and cost-effective systems for generating heat. So if you want us to help you cut your fuel bill by 50%, check out romarenergy.ie. Romar Energy, working towards a greener planet.